0: My name is Vida, Sister Prince. Today is March 14th, Monday, 1994, and I'm interviewing John Lewis on his life for the Oral History Project, Race and Memory in St. Louis. This is my independent study, supported by the Missouri Historical Society. John, you just told me your date of birth was 1922, August 19th. Um, what's your
1: earliest uh, memory? Well, I was born in Mount Vernon, Missouri, and uh, I lived on a farm, and uh, route four, back fourteen, in, in in Mount Vernon, Missouri, and, um route four, route back fourteen, mm-hmm. and an uh, eight-acre farm. My father was a mule a breeder. He bred, you know, mule. To, uh, he had to have a Jenny and a mare to have meals. That's what he did. He raised meals. And uh, my mother died when I was about six years old. And my older sister, Alice, was mostly taking care of me and raising me. And boy, well, I got a lot more sisters, but she was the oldest sister at the home at the time. And we lived two miles out of the... What's called town, country town, and um, we had a walk school, one room school, and one teacher named Ms. Cooper. She taught grade one to grade as far as you want to go, I guess. And um, what happened? Uh, like on winter days, we two miles a long way to walk, and on uh, winter days, our uh, lunch a lot of time was um, your hand warmer which we would boil eggs, two eggs for our lunch, mm-hmm. and we'd carry them to school, and that would keep our hands warm going to school.
0: Oh,
1: school. John, let me, let me, Okay. And um, I uh, went to school. Well, while I was down there, we had the farm, and I had to milk about seven, eight cows a night and morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, when we got older, about the sixth grade, I graduated in, in Mount Vernon. Then we moved to Spring, but please believe me, in Mount Vernon, I didn't realize I was black. I, you know, because small town, I was my dad, one of my dad's children, and you know, really we didn't have no segregation in Mount Vernon. No segregation? But, no. But when I got to Springfield, got to the big city of Springfield, Missouri, then you found out different things about because. You know, this is the largest town, you know, and then. um, How'd you find
0: it out, John?
1: Well, where you find out because they got signs up, you know, like some signs. What they say. And going to show, you had to go up to the the top balcony and things like that.
0: What the signs say?
1: Well, it says black and white. Sure, very simple. Colored. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Black and white.
0: Black and white. Yeah, it
1: says black and white. Some says colored. Some said white, some said black, some said white. During that time, it wasn't just a thing, uh, you know what I mean? Now it's black all the time, but there was colored, and there was black there fine the too.
0: And that was over the, the restrooms?
1: Well, yeah, and restrooms, the drinking. yeah, and shows and things sure. like that, yeah.
0: You went to the same shows, you just went upstairs? Went upstairs,
1: right. And uh, then I moved, like I said, I moved from, Mount Vernon to Springfield in 1933.
0: John, let me let me just ask you a question. There were no whites in Springfield or it was Mount Vernon or it was so small that everybody was Every, yeah. The only
1: only black people in Springfield were my 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 mother's sister and her children and which my mother died and uh that's about it in Springfield. Just uh, two, two or three families in Mount Vernon in Mount Vernon. Mount Vernon. Right. And um so that's the reason why. Well, the school teacher, Mrs. Cooper, she had a uh, three children uh, going to school down there. But uh, that was all down there, and, uh, you know. three,
0: mean, three, three,
1: three children she had. There about, uh, I say there's. Um, see we had a big family.
0: There might have been
1: ten or twelve, fifteen people in school, and that one-room school down there.
0: And they were all black.
1: Yeah. yeah, all black. Oh, definitely all black. Oh, sure. And uh, when, uh, as I say, when I left Mount Vernon, then I moved to Springfield, and I got that when I was in the seventh grade, and <laughs> the funny thing about it, there a teacher in, in the school, Lincoln, Lincoln High Lincoln School in, in Springfield, her name was Ms. Fulbright, she was so tough a lot of people quit school to keep going to sixth grade with her, and I was very fortunate that I graduated from sixth grade in Mount Vernon, so I started seventh grade, so I didn't be bothered late, which I knew about all the time. So then, when I went to Springfield, when I was in Springfield, I started working at a place called Grim Barbecue, and also shine shoes, and uh, did everything to make a nickel. While I lived with my sister and my dad. And my dad died about oh say um, about three or four years later. After we moved to Springfield. Then my sister died. We lived together. And then after that, then my sister got married, and my older brother, which was living in Springfield at the time, moved to then house where I was. So we I lived with my older brother after after my sister got married, Alice, and. Um, I worked. I worked around. In Springfield, graduated from. Well, really, I had a the cutest thing that happened. I was a right across the street from the school, and I wanted to join the Scouts. So I did join the Scouts, but I got put out two or three times on account of eating peanut butter, in the Scout. You know, at, I think we we're on Tuesday night to go to mm-hmm. Scout meeting. So, but I finally got through the Scout, and I did very well in the Scout, and. Uh, then I um, just like I said, I worked at Grimm's. And then at another place where I started waiting table two called a townhouse. It's on a square, right there at St. Louis Avenue in Jefferson in Springfield. And uh, I never forgot an older waiter. You know, I got I got to be in charge, so the old waiter always told me that one thing about it, Johnny. You'll need me before I need you, because he's very smart, and he knew about the trick, and I didn't know anything. I was just catching on. The man would name of Hard Garrison, he had a place about 18 miles out of town called a Half Hill Tea House down in Springfield. So he had a townhouse where I worked, a townhouse. And then uh, I graduated from school.
0: Was it the, which grade?
1: 12th. 12th grade. Okay. Yeah. Then my, I had two sisters already on Lincoln. And uh, I went up there and stayed around Lincoln a little while, mm-hmm. didn't do any good. So then I come back to Springfield at Lincoln University of Jefferson City. Mm-hmm. Then I...
0: Did you start Lincoln?
1: Oh, yeah, I started. Then my sister graduated, which I didn't have no more people to iron I iron my pants my shirt, and shirt. I didn't have iron so We was on NYA, so it took eight years to get a four-year course, you know, because you worked. So,
0: NY, what is it?
1: I don't know what that stood for. I mean, I just up there, you know. N Y. It was um.
0: What's the initials again?
1: What did I say? I
0: thought you said N Y E, but I. No, N Y. I can go back and listen.
1: Okay, N- Yeah. Then, then I'm going. Yeah. Well, and after I got back home, which I was back to Springfield, then I went to work at Fort Leonard Wood, as a waiter at Allster Club, E R T C Club. Mm-hmm. And I worked there for two or three years, you know where Fort, Leonard? You know Fort mm-hmm. Leonard yeah. Worked about two or three years, and then I come back to Springfield, and by 44, that had been 44, I decided to, to go on the railroad, which some of my friends had started working on the railroad. Now so this was what year? 44.
0: Okay. So, 44.
1: Okay. Then I found to my friends in Springfield. Asked them how to get on the road. So then they told me I had to deadhead to St. Louis to work out as commissary out of St. Louis because they had no place to work out of Springfield.
0: What's deadhead?
1: Deadhead means you go on a train and don't do anything. Deadhead. you deadhead. What it means you're not working, you just ride free up, uh-huh. okay. up, up to St. Louis. Then I got a job out of there, and I started on a dining car in 44. Wait, John,
0: hmm? how would you get the job? Where did you go? Who did you talk I went to? to? I went
1: to the commissary. You had to go to the commissary and... Uh, in which city? Yeah, St. Louis. St.
0: Louis. Because Where was it, John?
1: Union Station. Is Union it? Station. Union Station, down Union Station. And uh, I got in with Mr. Emerson, his name was Emerson, W.D. Emerson. And he hired me right away because he, they needed help. So he, in fact they sent me out that the next day.
0: Did they give you a choice of jobs? or?
1: No. I was a waiter. You really and, I worked, and I worked, they started me out on the blue bonnet, we call number seven out of Springfield, I mean out of St. Louis, and you go to Oklahoma City and come back in on number eight. That's coming in at twelve fifteen at night. You leave out at one fifteen in the daytime, and get back the following day at twelve fifteen at night. I worked on that for a while. Then I moved up to the.
0: Can I ask you some hmm? questions? Um, what did it was? It, tell me the jobs on the railroad.
1: Well, it's
0: the conductor.
1: Well, on a on a train. There, I wasn't uh, the conductor, but you have to have a conductor and a brakeman at all, at every train to run. You have to have a conductor and a brakeman, annually a porter, that consists of a crew. And the,
0: And who is white of those at that time, and who was black? Well, uh,
1: the, the white was the conductor and a brakeman, and the porter was black, mm-hmm. and you know, when you like when you run. You run in to Oklahoma City. They draw a curtain. as Soon as you go out of Missouri. You draw a curtain for where the black people stay, you know sit, were seated on the train. On the train. Yes, and then they had a curtain in the dining room where the black people could eat in the dining room on the train. And then at night.
0: You mean a curtain in between the white and the black passengers?
1: Right. No, the w- they, they, the they, they seek. They see, They tell the people like when you was when you was going to say you go to Oklahoma City, you get on St. Louis. They'll seek you. Black. Like, they'll seek you up where they're gonna pull the curtain. They won't let you sit back here. They'll make you sit up here where that you you don't want to move you from one position or train to another. Automatically, when they get in the, the southern state, they just pull the curtain and you're already up there. You understand know what I mean?
0: Are you talking about a curtain in between, like, the front and the back of a bus, or are you yeah, talking uh-huh. about a just, curtain just in the like, windows? Like,
1: just, no, a curtain on the train. See, like, like here? Uh-huh. Like that door, a curtain would grow across there. In other words, just like a… Uh,
0: Separating the yeah, two places.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Just like they'd have a curtain right here. And
0: they kept
1: it up. Covered up till you got back to Missouri. Only, only in Oklahoma, where you had that. You had a curtain in Oklahoma, or you're going to Arkansas, like a lot of time, we run into um, Memphis, or as soon you get to old, say old Arkansas, they draw that curtain, and uh, you keep it till you go to Memphis, to Birmingham, wherever you're going. And then when you get past that state, then you would, um, you know, over, over up. Well, it's just like going to Oklahoma, going to Oklahoma, too, again. We were on the club cars, we had club cars on them dining cars, and you couldn't sell no liquor when you got far when you started getting in o- when you hit Oklahoma, you couldn't sell no more liquor. because Oklahoma dry. It's still dry. So you, you'd sell liquor. I used to sell liquor on, the, on the, you know the club card, and as um, soon as you get to uh, Oklahoma line, you had to quit.
0: quit selling quit or quit, sell- quit, drinking. Quit, quit you could drink.
1: You could I mean, drink, I mean, but you, you could, could so you you know, about three.
0: Extra well, minutes.
1: some people were smart they would do it, and then just like when you leave Union Station, coming out of there, you can't sell no liquor in Union Station, long until the train starts moving. Mm-hmm. I mean in St. Louis, because you don't have liquor license in St. Louis. You know what I mean? In St. Louis, so you you you, you can't sell no liquor till you leave out of St. Louis. In, in other words, the train got to be moving before you sell liquor, and then you cannot sell no liquor in Oklahoma. So, Who's the
0: one pulled that curtain?
1: The conductor. Conductor? Sure. Conductor. Called conductor. That means he the trained conductor. He's in charge.
0: Tell me about the conductors, John.
1: Conductors very nice. I mean, to me, they were very nice. I mean, in fact, the conductors were all out of Springfield. Uh, see? And that I knew them, My brother was a train porter on the train, and I knew them. But they, they were real nice. Really, the conductor real nice. I mean, the only thing they did, what they had to do, they were told to pull the curtain. They had to pull the curtain, and vice versa. And that's it. But I mean, far as calling names or no, conductor very nice. And I knew the engineers. knew a lot of engineers that run the train, and. Um, yeah, they were very nice conductors.
0: Okay. Um, uh, what was your day like? I mean, did you, in your accommodations? And
1: well, what we'd, like I say, we go to Oklahoma City. When we get to Oklahoma City, there was a place or oh, house about a oh, block away where we slept. Stayed there all night, you know. And they had sleeping quarters for us, which they, they paid for on that particular run. Now on another run, we had the dining car it tore down, tables tore down, you been on the dining car? You been mm-hmm. on the dining car? Yeah. Tore the tables down, and there's possum bellies up under the floor, and the possum belly, which is the uh, Possum belly, they call them.
0: Possum belly. Belly,
1: okay. okay. Just like a possum carry, the little baby, carrier, we carry our our beds, our mattress, and the uh, cots, and, uh, we make They pull a curtain, draw it all the way across here, and have all the beds in the dining car all the way across. Uh-huh. You ever see that before? know? No. And uh, we'd have the third cook, You'd, you know, we were making tips so we'd have the third cook, we'd all pay the third cook to make up our beds. And then we'd sleep there until the next morning. And then um, you could tell, you know, believe it or not, you know when you ride on a train so much a certain, certain curve, a certain sound like you're on the ground, or like you're on a trussle, you can tell right where you are, you know what I mean? Right. So you know by the sound of the track what time to get up. It's, it's really a truth like you know, just when to get up, and you'll get up, and then they'll fix that back, you know, and get ready for breakfast in the Oklahoma City, you know. You know. So, And we got all the supplies out for the dining car. We got it out of Springfield and St. Louis, With St. Louis get better supplies than Springfield, because it was Fred Harvey supply, you know. Mm-hmm. And Fred Harvey had great supplies, you know. Really, it was an old joke about Fred Harvey on the dying bed. He said, Remember, shelf, slice it thin, because that way you make more money, you know. So, really, and uh, the dining car was really great. I mean, I enjoyed I run, Most fun on a dining car was when, when you like to go to Miami or a Federal Arkansas, you go up, the, go up South Bend to get Notre Dame. And bring them to Federal, Arkansas, and uh, you stay down there at the football games over there. And Like I know when I got Leon Hart, you know he was a very good tight end from Notre Dame. He was a huge guy, about six six. Uh, Leon Hart. Leon Hart. He played for Notre Dame back in the middle fifties, mm-hmm. middle no about no no middle fifties middle forties about 46, 47. Take them down to Federal, they play the the hog down there, then we take them back. So, really, what we do, we just feed, feed, feed up and down the train. But I think the most saddest time on a train, like we used to come in, we've been out for a week on a soldier train, you know, feeding soldiers, and we get far to Tire Grove. They cut our dining car off. You know where Tire Grove is? Mm -hmm. They cut our dining car off and hook us up to another train going back to Memphis, somewhere like that. We've been all through Texas, all down there for a week. Mm-hmm. Then we think we're going home. They get a wire, conductor get a wire and for the steward to tell the steward that they're cutting this diner off this entire road and taking this dining car to Memphis, or Birmingham, somewhere so like that. you had to
0: keep going. You had to
1: keep going. Going to Birmingham. You
0: thought you were going home. But to
1: going to uh, Birmingham. Let me tell you what happened to me in Excuse Birmingham.
0: Me, what was that word? Warning? He got a, he got a what?
1: A telegram. Oh, a, a telegram. The steward got a telegram
0: that said they needed you.
1: That that they're gonna take this dining car, off, uh-huh. that tired road, and hook it on the train to going to Birmingham. Okay. Then tell me what you were gonna. Do. So what well, I said, I was down in Birmingham. i had never been there before. So there's in Birmingham there's a Fourth Street and a Fourth Avenue, you know, Fourth and Fourth they call it. And I was gonna catch a bus. They down to the yards, you know, so. I put my nickel down, I don't know was, dime I had to put it in my front, you know, put in here in the front, and then I had to go back to back to get on. And every time before I get back to back, the train, the bus done pulled off. So I spent about 40 cents trying to catch that bus. So I give up, because I never could get back to the back quick enough to get on that bus, because then I had to, uh, then know, I just end up catching a cab down to the yard. And down to the yard in Birmingham. They have a man there called the Iron Man. You know, it's big monument down there. It's a really beautiful place. And the most amazing thing, what I like about the yard, Erskine Hawkins lived right there at the yards. You know, you heard of Erskine Hawkins' band? Erskine Hawkins' band. Right, yeah, yeah, Erskine Hawkins. And um, you can see his home there. It's beautiful. Birmingham's a nice place, but course. it's and, and talking about black colored and white. You could not do anything in Birmingham. I mean, it was so terrible. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, Springfield was nothing compared to Birmingham. And
0: where did you stay in Birmingham?
1: At the, on the yard, uh, at the yard. In the yard. Yeah, yeah. see, we, we have a car down there. We train you like stayed on the train? On the train, on, on the dining car. Dining car. You know, we go back to the Because process. some
0: places you got out, and some places
1: you... Some places, they, they've had, you know, they're like on, like on the meteor, on the train, meteor out of St. Louis. The 9 and 10, they had like a, this was a conductor, this was a conductor uh, in the porter's room here. Then where the baggage room, where the baggage room, full bed for the baggage, they had our sleeping quarters up there. They had nice sleeping quarters. So on some trains we had a sleeping quarters, they did to make up in the bed and run right along with the train. Mm-hmm. That was on the Meteor in the 9 and 10. But like on the Texas Special and uh, the Blue Bonnet and the Will Rogers. We had to, you know, make down.
0: So if you had a run where you got off and then you, I mean, why would you end up, why would you be getting off and staying at somebody's boarding house?
1: Because the, the dining car goes back. That dining car goes back, I wait on another dining car, so there wasn't no place to sleep. We had to sleep at this boarding house.
0: And then you caught another train
1: another, another dining car. Back. Yeah, back to St. Louis.
0: Tell me about the boarding
1: houses and who ran them and and well, uh, pe- why
0: you stayed in the boarding house and well it was it
1: was nice the uh, black people operated and uh they was uh they was very nice I mean because after all they had different crews there every night and uh, they were it was nice it was, it was really nice it was really nice Oklahoma City you know Oklahoma City is not a bad place I mean it was near its, Jim Crow it's Springfield, I don't know, I think Springfield the biggest Hoosier town in the country. Back today, the day, it's terrible. And Oklahoma City has always been nice. I like Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. But uh, Springfield, oh, terrible. Terrible. I don't know how my sister and brother still live down there.
0: Why do you think they do, John?
1: Well, I guess you get used to anything, but I never could get used to Springfield. because. Um, what made the horse? I don't know. I had real good friends. I had real good Jewish friends in Springfield. They had a shirt, a fellow shirt, had a, a very good jewelry store down there. And they had the Mo Famous had very good people, had a boy by the name of Sid Lurie. He went to Drury. You know where some of your, you know where um, Percy's, uh, which one went, Percy or Paul went to Drury in Springfield? I'm not sure. One of Paul's kids. It you know, was know? Percy
0: because Paul was like an artist or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we're in we're in Springfield. That's
1: what we're talking about. Yeah, about we were talking about Springfield, and uh, we've been up, really when you're in Springfield and St. Louis, when you're on the road, you spend so much time between both places that it's just you know sometimes you you have to say where am I? Springfield or are you in St. Louis? Well, uh, is Springfield and
0: St. Louis were they the same? Were they similar? What was St. Louis like compared to other places as well, far as the race?
1: What oh, well, St. Louis was very good compared to Springfield and really when I when I got to I had a cute story you know when I stayed you know like I told you I come in that morning and went out the next day and I stayed in Union Station and I went back and we told people St Louis all right but got a top all over it you know what top right? all <laughs> all over because really you know you, you stay in some, and that was a huge that's a huge place I think they got cracks train tracks from one to 40 some And that's a lot of train crack, you know, backing in there, you know. So, yeah, it's really great. I really enjoy the railroad. Really enjoy the railroad.
0: But, John, uh, you, I, I'm not sure I understand what was so bad about Springfield. Do you know? Well, Springfield is
1: just, you ever hear people talk from Springfield? The white people you're him talking. Mm-hmm. They just it's just just a terrible place. It's I mean, I just never could speaking of speaking of Alabama, Birmingham, I got sent back on a on a on a freight train because I couldn't get along with those people down there. The head a guy by the name Mr. Crenshaw, he was the head of of the dying car service in, in Birmingham, in Memphis, really it was Memphis. So he took care of Birmingham, Memphis and Kansas City. That's, that's his division. And uh, I got in trouble with uh, the steward I think it was. So I got then headed back all the way from Birmingham to St. Louis. And
0: what kind of
1: trouble was it? Well, you know, uh, they want to call you a nigger or different things, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't uh, approve of that, you know, so I just, uh, just couldn't get along. So I didn't run down Birmingham very much, because I couldn't get along with Crutchfield, the man in charge. Between Birmingham and Kansas City, I did run between Kansas City and Tulsa for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the snack car. But speaking of snack car, I thought about, you know, I, I would, had a trip or two between St. Louis and um, Memphis, and uh, as I left out of Crystal City, there's a curve down there you hit, and a, a white man, was, you know, we have we have a counter, you know, little little seats, about four or five seats in the counter, so. I hit, I'd give this man a cup of coffee, and, uh, and uh, he uh, hit this curve, so the coffee went in the saucer, and a uh, little coffee went. The, and he said, "I said, wait a minute!' He said, 'No, no, no! I said, You're the best waiter I've had in a long time because you sauced my coffee for me.'" And he gave me a nickel tip because I was a fine waiter. Because I put coffee, in. I didn't aim to put it in the saucer, but that's the way he drank it out of the saucer. And he said, I give him good service because I sauce the coffee for him. So <laughs> a lot of little, <laughs> you know, you know it's so much fun going on a train, you know. And like a lot of nights, uh, I didn't have, a, I didn't feel like, you know, the conductor, train, I mean, the Pullman port conductor, you know, on the Pullman. You had a lot of Pullman cars, you know, about three or four. So if they are not filled up, instead of me going back to dining car to go to sleep, I go in the pool and go to sleep. You know because you know you
0: it's okay with them.
1: Okay with them, and you feed them a little breakfast. You know, mm-hmm. you know you rub your back. I rub mine. You know, back to back. You know, so
0: what's working together?
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, oh, all those are some good sleeping. Those are you have been? You have been in the drawing room?
0: Oh yeah.
1: Kinda nice, ain't it?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we, I love the
1: train. How to do it, and you know like. Please believe me, you know. There, there, there may be about, oh, what, four or five uh, 800 people on the train. And every train that leaves out of a station, there's always one, we call them suckers. There's always one person on that train you can make a ton of money off of. But the secret is finding that. That one guy. And but there's this one. I mean and we had an old waiter named Ernest Moulton and uh he was good. He liked liquor and he go through the puma and he could smell he could smell them drawing rooms or little apartment, who had liquor so he could ring the bell, one of he wanted me to bring him back some service, you know, so yeah, he he'd get a drink of liquor. But the cutest thing speaking of liquor, on the diner, we back in at the station here in St. Louis, back in the station, and they have the big like here. The steward comes here, here's his office right here, and then they would have a chill box for those little miniature bottle of liquor, you know. And a guy by the name of Luther Well, which is a dear friend of mine, real good friend of mine, he drank a lot. He drank a lot, and uh, he got on the, the, the Mr. Emerson, W. G. Emerson, the man I tell you about. It, he would check the crew, see if everybody there, see if everything all right before the train would pull off going to, wherever it might be going. So Mr. M got on the train and you walk through a little gate, come there by the steward off. he comes, with the steward. So Luther was a patron man, he's the man that sets up, get the salad ready and pack the ice cream and so forth and all that work. So Mr. M went back in his little room where Luther was. So Mr. Emerson, he walked out, he started to get off the train, he come back, he said, Well, somebody been somebody got some liquor in here. Luther said, "Well, Mr. Emerson, that chill box is full of it." So, Mr. Emerson started back out again. Come back, you cannot smell no liquor in that outfit. that 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 wall that thick, you know, and it covers that you can't smell no liquor. (laughs) Oh, it was so cute. I'm telling you, so many different experiences.
0: John, what's the difference between the steward and the conductor?
1: Steward is a man, uh, like Karen at the club, uh, or Barbara, they're in charge of the dining room. Mm-hmm. Conductor in charge of the front end the of like huh?
0: – The Pullman. cars. No. No. They're the Pullman
1: conductor. They're the train conductor. Okay. The Pullman conductor in charge of you getting your berth. And uh, the lower upper berth or drawing room, whatever it is. Well, those are
0: the Pullman cars, Pullman right?
1: conductor. Mm-hmm. Then there's a Pullman porter on there with the Pullman conductor. He's, N-
0: he would be black, the porter.
1: Well, they've had some white porters, they have some white porters. But uh, uh, most of them, most nine times out of ten, they're black, and the conductor, uh, the Pullman conductor is white. Mm-hmm. Then there's a train conductor, now he runs the whole train. He didn't charge the whole train. and the brakeman. Now, the brakeman, the man that, you know, they'll flag each other when they start off, then uh, the brakeman give them the high ball, and then the train go on. The train porter is the man to open the doors and for let the people pass it on, or on the conductor be asked but put s- oh, stool down there. Yeah, put the stool down there and let them on. In fact, the train conductor and the pullman yeah, do, that. do that, to let the people on. So right. The
0: stewards in charge of the night.
1: Yeah. What the steward does, he steward and the waiter, like I tell you about Wells in charge of the pantry. The chef cook and the steward and the uh, and and the pantry head pantry man, they'd order supplies. They in other words they come out and they order like what they need, a gallon of ice cream or a sirloin or whatever they might need, and then they they send that in by the conductor and he All right. Here, here All right. And uh, the steward would put out the menu. You know when you sit down, and uh, the guests would sit down and give them the menu. Then the waiter take the order and go take it, give it to the chef. And you put the tickets back up on the desk. You know a little desk. The steward got around a little desk and he priced the tickets. Then you take them back and give them to the guests when they get through. You know. So I guess. Uh, but we used to get slick sometime on the dining car. The get first slick. get slick, slick, slick. You know, hustle some right. money. What we would do, we we put out all the tickets. You know, put out all the tickets on the dining car. Mm-hmm. Each person write down what they want, and then we would we run those tickets over again for the next next season, the same one. So that way we'd have a, a price of. A steak or something like that, on, you know. <laughs> well, you know, we go, got to make some money, you know. you, you do not going to work for nothing, you know. Because the company, they expect, you know, you you allowed to make a little something on the side. So that, we used to do that. And, but the steward, you couldn't do it all steward. Uh-huh. You had to pick your steward. They had some tough steward, had some hard steward, and had easy steward. The steward, well, what I say, the steward took care of the whole dining car. And that was his job, to take care of the dining car at all times.
0: What did people call you? What did the guests call you?
1: Springfield, my name was called. They never called me Johnny Lewis. Or the people, the the people I worked with, never called me Johnny Lewis. They called me Springfield Mm -hmm. because I was from Springfield, and that's that's reason why my name was always Springfield. And still, I got people right here now in St. Louis that still call me Springfield.
0: But I mean, if I were a guest and I got on the train and you were waiting on my table, and what would I say? Hey. We had our name.
1: We had our name. We had a name back, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Johnny, have a name. Oh sure. Had a name tag ever call you something you'd rather have not heard? Well, very unfortunate, yeah. they call you bad name if you start drinking, especially in the lounge car. You know, the funny thing, true trueless true a person come out when they start drinking. I mean and and when they start drinking out in the lounge car, you know, they'll start calling you hey boy or this or different things or nigger or whatever whatever they whatever they've been common or, used to Call them black people, they wouldn't use it, but uh, uh, as a whole, it wasn't that bad, but it was, it was bad enough in some cases, you know. So, like like uh, one man got on in Dallas, got on at Dallas Union Station, and we come to St. Louis. So, he uh, come in the dining car and said, uh, Do you know, I promised a guy, what was his name? Boy, he saying the name was Boy, and nobody was saying, I said, oh, I'm Boy. He said, okay, here's this hundred dollar bill for you, I mean, you know, you know, because he's going to give a boy a hundred dollar bill, so you know, he get, he, get, he, he, you know. Oh, <laughs> and let me tell you another thing, what happened to me coming out of Springfield. And he gave it to you. He gave me a hundred dollar bill. And let me tell you what happened I was uh, coming out of Springfield. I had, Mr. you know Mr. Springfield, a rich man with name is Mr. Rubenstein, so help me. He, he had a Rubenstein furniture store down on Camel Street, which, you know, I knew about Freeville well. So he got on, and I knew him because I bought it at Rubenstein. So I, he got on a train that morning, coming out of Springfield, going having breakfast in St. Louis on the Texas Special. So Mr. Rubenstein sat down, at the, he sat down at the table, you know. Remember I want to tell you about tables, too, when I get through this. So Mr. Rubenstein sat down at the table. And he said, uh, I said, hi, Mr. Rubenstein, good evening, good morning. He looked at me and said, how do you know me? I said, well, look, I've been dealing with you for three or four years, and uh, you know, I, I bought clothes down at So, he said, Wait, what should I eat this morning? I said, well, have whatever you want, you can have some orange juice, how about a little glass, because we own orange juice, fresh squeeze orange juice, how about a little orange juice, or ham and egg, bacon egg, or whatever, pancakes, whatever you like. And he said, well, I'll tell you, Johnny, he found me. name, he said, I have uh, orange juice, ham and eggs, over easy, and toast, and coffee. So I was busy at the time, so I brought his orange juice, let him sit a while, then I brought his ham and eggs over lightly, and then coffee. And uh, he was eating there, he was eating, he looked up at me, he said, Johnny, come here. I said, yes, sir.' That's how long have you, you been knowing me?" I said, I've been knowing you about three or four years. He said, what kind of waiter are you? I said, they call me a pretty good waiter. He said, no. said, you remember my name for four or five years, and forget my toast in five minutes. He said, you ever work on New York Central? I said, no sir. And he said, you never will. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story, true Mister Rubenstein. And I knew a lot of, like I said, I knew a lot of Jewish people in Springfield. The Netters, the the Swab, the, uh, the real good friend of mine, the Karsmer. He was a, he was the mayor of Springfield. In fact, <laughs> Lee, you know Lee Lakoff, Doctor Lakoff? You know when he had his what it was it, VOP mister He had a VOP mister up here about two or three months ago. And this girl named Tack Karsmer, she was a teacher a left in Springfield, and her father was the mayor of Springfield. This going back, she knew I worked at Westwood. It's been fifty-some years ago, and she said, "You don't look like giant, I said, "You don't look like Tacky." either, because she come up to the way, she come up to the way, Mr. Lee Lee Lake after she's kin to Lee's wife. That's where she is from Springfield. But I was telling you about the table. See, on a dining hall, you have a, a four and a, a two-top. You know, we had like a two-top. Small. Mm-hmm. Then you have a four. Mm-hmm. So these are your tables. You, like if you come in the dining car, instead of me putting you on a two top, I put you on a four top. You know why? Why? Because for some very reason, a woman will come in with three or four kids, and and her, and if you block your four top, she can't sit on your table. That's a trick of only dining room dining because 'Cause you're not gonna make any money off four kids oh. and a, and a one woman. So what you do, you block your four top and there's two tops you can't sit on it with all these kids. So what you do the first person come in, you grab you grab a single person or two or two people like you and Mr. Prince and put it on your four because what if you don't, here come a lady in with a whole bunch of baby bottles. You got to warm up the baby bottles. It's during the war, you know, warm the baby bottles up and you know. uh. Oh, you don't make nothing off of it. You, you get broke.
0: Tell tell me about during the war, John. Was it, how did it differ between regular service and what did you see there during the war?
1: Well, during the war, the service like a you know like a service on a dining car, like food service. Mm-hmm. Or what? Great, Fred Harvey had the finest service in the country on the road. I mean, really, I'm serious. And in fact, when I worked on the railroad, I also worked working the American Hotel at the time too. There were Nick and I learned, met each other, and he was down at American Hotel at the same time. I was down there with him, and cause Nick and I come out to Westwood at the same time. And Nick got the head waiter job out there, yeah. And in '53, like I come out there, and he come out there as head waiter. So we worked at American Hotel together. So what I'm saying that uh, I worked on a dining car at the same time I worked working down at American Hotel. Like I met a good friend, the. Al and Arthur Finn, they used to go to the show all the time. You know, they go to American Theater, a lot of shows down there. And the Reitmans, I know you don't know them. You may not know them, Bill Reitman and his. Well, they, they come out. Uh, his brother comes out all the time with Harold, Harold Abram, Abrams. Colonel, Colonel Abram. Him. But what I'm saying, I knew met a lot of people. Now I met my lawyer, Mac Lee Brock, He was in the of building. I used to serve him down at American Hotel, a real good friend of mine. He was my lawyer. he passed away. And what I'm saying that um. Uh, between the railroad and the dining and the train, I met a lot of people. A lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. through both places. You know, between the dining and American Hotel. But uh,
0: when did you start working on the railroad?
1: When I when I started at Westwood.
0: So oh, oh you went. Well, when did you work at the American
1: Hotel? Same time I was on the road because I didn't have enough seniority to work. You know, during the time it during. Uh, Around the 50, 51, they start taking off, you'd, like, you'd have like second nine, and second, every train out of St. Louis you'd have a double up, like double seven, double nine, double ten, double one, and double two. But mm-hmm. well, when business starts falling down, it had just singles, and then you had seniority. Even mean,
0: when railroad traffic
1: Start falling railroad. down, they start taking off, the, and then they start, then they end up taking everything off, taking everything off. But, uh,
0: How was that for you, though, that love the railroad or or?
1: Well, I missed it, and I still miss it. But I've had so many friends now after club that really I don't I don't pay any attention to. People always say, "How do you remember people? How do you remember their names or this and that, and that?" Well, you have three. You put people in three classifications. One, you don't care for. One you think a lot about, and one it's just average, so you have that, you have that classification, and uh just like a uh, on a train, you grab a person like will Biederman. I just grab him first he, he had his open store in Springfield, where he'd been in his department. Well I take him, I would let him come to the dining room until I got my station open. I go get him because you know you're going to have a twenty dollar bill waiting on him on a train, so you. I'd have him wait, then I'd bring him in the dining car, you know. And uh, people on a train, you always know, you remember the people, but you can't remember did they overtip or did they undertip. And, and you have to think, you know, you, you say, well, I'll take a chance because he might overtip. And that's, that's, that's where you have to gamble in life. You, you either, you know, go to extreme, no one very seldom at the middle. No people are at the middle, you know, at, at life in general. They either... One
0: extreme. One extreme
1: or another. You know, they just mm-hmm. not there in the middle. So, How much,
0: what kind of salary did you get when you started?
1: On the train? Mm-hmm. On the train, uh, you made about, um, you know, forty-four, 40 for, made around, around six hundred dollars a month. Big buck. Big buck. Like when I started at Westwood, make a guess what my salary was at Westwood. Make a guess.
0: Westwood
1: Country Club. I can't $225 a month. Oh. 112 dollars every three weeks. Rewind every three weeks called Mr. Lane, for some reason, he wouldn't get the checks out on the two weeks' time. He would get them out about three or four days later until he got one hundred twelve fifty every two weeks. And we got that for a long time, for a long time. And then we started getting more, but I mean, I'm just saying, that, that was we start 225.
0: What did you end up on the
1: railroad making? Um, I can't recall, because I was an extra, you know, I was telling you that I took the train, didn't get any extra. Some months I would make a whole ton of money, next month I wouldn't make that much because I didn't get that many trips, you know. But um, I remember one time I went to, to Houston, Texas, and we played poker. You know how all the guys, we played poker down there. And I got broke. And when we got to Springfield, I didn't have no money. So I had, I had about forty cents in my pocket. So I stopped over, this train stayed there about a half an hour. I went up to the drug in Springfield, at Evans Drug, on the corner of Boom Boom Square, and got me thirty cents worth of Kool-Aid, and I went back to the train made this Kool-Aid up, and I made twenty-five dollars, a thirty cents worth of Kool-Aid, you know, mm-hmm. taking it up, serving it up in it up in the coaches, you know. Mm-hmm. Called, uh, and, and another thing, when you, when you served on a train, like on a soldier car and things like that, we'd put kitties out, you know, kitties so they'd give us a tip. So we put a little dish out with, we had to put a little dish out like quarters or hay. We had one <laughs> waiter, in name of Simon Williams, You put pennies. And that's what he would get. He couldn't figure out why he would get pennies in his bowl, and we'd get in quarters and have it down in our bowl because he was so stupid. He put pennies down put in, the his pennies 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 in his bowl so the people would, call, would put pennies in his bowl. Then he catch Oh, i tell you so. It sounds like, John, that you, you had a
0: constant you had to
1: keep it on your mind about the money and the tips. It was foremost. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Very important. because, See, you had children. I had. I have ten children, and two or three of them went to college. And uh, the one they wanted to go, and uh, you know, uh, you had to make. You had to make money. You had to make money. I mean, money was the name of the game. You know, and uh, I'm sorry, but uh, but I didn't make good money. I made. I made good money. Westwood now in the last. Ever since Mr. Racketman, you remember Mr. Racketman, come here. Mr.
0: Who?
1: Racketman. Racketman, the manager.
0: Racketman.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was there right after Mr. Roddy, and uh, he put us on commission, uh-huh. and then we started making good money out there. Oh, but now they took the commission away, so okay. I don't I'm not, I don't work with them I don't work with deals two weeks, yeah. so it don't make no difference to me because I'm. I got. I got mine made out. You're
0: yeah. So what did it mean to be a railroad uh, man? What did it be? What did it mean to you? What did it mean you mean? To you, you really
1: got to be real flexible. You got to, you know, have a gift of gab, mm-hmm. and and you got to be healthy. Very important to be healthy because a lot of times you stay up for a couple, three days, four days before getting sleep. And the most important thing is seeing the country. There's so much you can see. So much you can. And the most amazing thing about uh, uh, every town, I've been mostly every place in the country, and very unfortunate, on every corner, there's a church and a liquor store. I mean, I don't care where you go. You can go to Oklahoma, you go to Texas, you can go to California, you go to St. Louis, you can go to Ohio, go to Michigan. They all, everything ends up practicing the same thing. I mean, it's the same soup. Warmed up over and over every time. You know, you say, "Well, I'm in Oklahoma City, or oh, I'm in Tulsa, or, I'm in Birmingham, or, I'm in New Orleans, wherever you are." It's the same identical. Thing that you go, you go out the street. You got three hour four hours, seven hours layover. You got the same thing. you've Got the, the tavern, the pool halls, and the churches. They all compete with each other. And uh, they are like when I was going to Lincoln, down at the foot in Jefferson, they got pool hall, they got the tavern down the foot in Lincoln, you know. Everything got the same thing. I mean, you, uh, my wife says, John, let's go to Detroit. What do you want to go to Detroit for? It's the same thing in St. Louis. Oh I wanna go to Pensacola, Florida. It's the same thing everywhere you go. like the malls. It's it's the same soup warmed over. I mean just like menus. I I see Barbara and them, uh are different people making out menus. Or you know, making menus. But when it ends up, all it's going to be is meat, lamb, fish, chicken, v- and bread. Mm-hmm. Veal and bread. It's the same thing. I mean, very unfortunate, they may call a different name, like uh, Oscar or, or Dory or different things, but still, it's the same thing. I mean, what can you put on the menu?
0: John, what, what was it like? Um, what kind of status did your job have in the black community? The railroad.
1: Being on the railroad. well uh, it really it really in a black I manner when you mean, here in st louis mm-hmm. or, uh, uh it was, really I'm uh, what I'm trying to say that um I think that you would have more appreciated you know mm-hmm. being on a railroad you looked up a little you know oh. a little more I mean people like you know our union was pretty good it's a railroad brother brother railroad uh, You're gonna uh get into that.
0: I ask you that because um, um, other people said that they thought that the railroad man oh, yeah. was really special. Yeah, he had been
1: all over. Yeah, but uh, to me, see, that's the funny thing about me. I I never, you know. And my wife always says, "You're the coldest person." You know, you know what I mean? Because I don't um, nothing exciting like. Uh, she said somebody's sick or she start crying, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't have no I just, you know I don't know. I just I just have no feeling. I just you know, I have feeling but it don't it don't it don't no tears, nothing like that, no.
0: Well I think maybe you've kept them from coming out for a long time.
1: Well, uh, you know.
0: As a kid you lost your mother and father early.
1: Well, really, like I was saying, my motto was be prepared. And my slogan was do a good turn daily. And my oath was on oh, my honor I'll do my best to do my duty to and my country, to help other people all the time, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake, and morally straight. And I went by a law. I was trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, Brave, clean, and reverent. And really, what I'm saying, I base my life on this. And uh, I don't see how children, boys, 11, 12 year old boys, can ever get through life without becoming Eagles, a Boy Scout. Which I mean, Eagle Scout, but I'm just saying, I don't see how they could could go through life without being a Boy Scout. Because there's so much in scouting that really, really, that, uh, you know, it really I mean you would govern your life by it. Gave it. You a
0: platform.
1: Oh sure. Sounds Do, like
0: it might have been your mother and
1: father. Well my mother my No, mother.
0: no I mean the Scouts.
1: Well the Scouts, uh, you know I told you earlier in the in the recording that uh, I got put did I tell you I got put out a scout meeting about three or four times eating peanut butter and jelly Well I did. Yeah, yeah. I got put out three or four times. But as I settled down I found out that you just got to have scouts. I mean I don't go to church. And my wife gets mad about going to church all the time. I said, well, w- the only thing I go to church for is just refreshment course, because really I base my life on Christianity, because I, through my scouting I do have all the things the church has to offer.
0: Did you, did you do any more with scouting? Oh yeah, I've been a
1: scoutmaster. I did, uh, did if, oh yeah, I, when I was a stranger, I did a little scoutmaster, I did a little in St. Louis. Uh, out at Warner Park School, uh, my little grand boy, I would keep one of my grandchildren called he, on account of some problem, and um, he went to scouting, and I'd go up there with him, help him out, you know. It's a lot of fun.
0: Was your brother a scout? the one you stayed with? No, no, no. How would you get in?
1: Get into what, scouting? Yeah, how did it happen? Well, you know, I tell you, I live across the street from the school, mm-hmm. you know, in Spring, and there uh, wasn't nothing else to do. Tuesday night was a bad night, so I just started going to be a, going scouting. Professor Penn was a scout leader or master, what you wanna call, him. and uh he was way of going and enjoying the boys and uh oh, uh, you know, learning how to tie knots and, you know, square mm-hmm. knots, shimmer hits, clothes hits, you know, carabin, sheep shanks, all the different knots and uh going out on hikes, braiding the cr- trail, you know, knowing where you start and where you come back and Making fire without a match, you know, you flint and steel, and uh, lots oh, a lot of things that you could do.
0: Did you have a uniform? or a oh
1: sure. Uniform and all that stuff? oh, sure. Oh, sure. You had the uniform, the shoes. In fact, see another thing where I worked. I worked at Barth Clothing Store. Bart's Barth in Springfield, which I run the elevator there, and it, uh. Jewish people, Louis Bark and Maurice Bark. they stayed at Kenwood Arm on St. Louis Avenue in Springfield. They're a very good friend of mine. They got a brother in Oklahoma City and a brother in St. Joe that has a Bart clothing store. So going back… B-A-R-T-H-S. B A R T H, And uh, I had to take a – I run the elevator, and up on the second floor, they were all scouting, uh, the suits and uh, the uniforms and the shoes and all that. You know, and so me being at bar clothing store and run elevator up there for people to go get the, the uniform and things. So I was I was hung up and scouting through the clothing store. And you
0: were able to get your uniform from
1: them. Yeah, I got them at a price. You know, mm-hmm. you know sure. no one you know, no one gives it away. You know, they give you maybe a, a decent cost. Still, they're gonna make a nickel or two. Yeah. So, but uh, I enjoyed it scouting. I'm. That has been my favorite thing, Besides, between Westwood and Scholar. that's the most education i ever had in my life.
0: What kind of education did you get at
1: Westwood? Oh, would you like to be around people all the time? The smartest people come, Jack Benny, I weighed on him, I weighed on a lot of different people at Westwood, you know. And I uh, worked on a train with uh, Dewey, I had Dewey, and uh, you know, you meet oh, all time. these...
0: The pre- uh,
1: was, mean, it was, president, the uh, president. He was gonna be President, and his wife was from Sapup, Oklahoma, which is about a half a block out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. So he would have a train with those, you know, politicians. Truman, we had everybody. I mean, you know. So I mean, really, with the people at the club, like, uh, you know, uh, when I we see Art marvelous on you know, TV, you know, on TV, how many big cases my wife can say. I said, yep. I said, well, said well you remember about the club, or we'll see, uh, oh, you know, Alan Cohen or somebody, you know, on TV, uh, I said, well, he remember about the club. So really what I'm trying to say is that everybody, like Sidney Bear, or, you know, I bought my first car from Uncle Percy when I went out to Westwood. I really did. He had a Tuckermobile out on Grand, and I bought a 39 Plymouth, really. And uh, he gave me a good deal on it, then I kept that about two, three years. That I bought a '47 Plymouth from Uncle mm-hmm. Percy, and uh, really he has been very, very good to me. I love that guy. That one guy I love, and I should while I'm over here, I should walk up up the street up there I'm and here and see one. Oh, one here afterwards, if you want to go uh, with yeah, uh, you know he he's right here by us at right, 801, and uh, he's really a sweet man.
0: Um, who else
1: did you see on the train that was- Oh. Robert Goulet or, or Jack Danny or. Oh. Did you see any generals? Well, no, but I did see a lot of generals. In, in, when I worked at Fort Leonard Wood, see, when I worked at Fort Leonard Wood, I worked at the Officer's Club down out of the waiting table, the Officer's Club. So, there, a lot of brigadier generals and a lot of like, officers. I worked at always Club waiting the table. that
0: can you tell when you walk up to a table of people? Can you tell how they're going to be? How they're going to treat you? Can you can you get a sense of that? If they're
1: gonna <laughs> you can you can pretty well you can pretty well tell what people are going to eat, or who they're with, or just like at Westwood, you can, if you got you can, you can have four members. You can tell about what the you know go you know about what they want. Now to have guests. Then it's a different story. You got, it's a gas line. You don't know mm-hmm. who you're going you know. I
0: was thinking more on the trains. On so the train? Oh, if you, When you walk up to strangers, can you tell yes. how they're going to treat you? And what they're going to eat? How... I mean, can yeah. you
1: Yeah, if they have a Rolex watch on, you know they're going to tip good. You know, I mean, you can tell by the jewelry they wear, you can tell by the, the way they the color of the skin. Uh, what well, they've had ten, what Way they keep themselves up, and it's different. You know, if they come in with a, well, with a Hoosier convers, kind of like a, a conversation, or uh, what we're we gonna eat today, or you know, uh, what are we gonna have for, for supper, or something like that. You know, right away, they give them away right away. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, please believe me, the approach. The people, more finer people. The finer the people are, the finer the tip. They not unless just like I tell you about that sucker on the train. There'll be one on now. Sometimes you get one out of that train. You can get you can get a hot get a hot item, but other than that, the parents tell the story. The parents tell the story. It's just, just like any you work.
0: I want to ask you, um, John. I want to. Ask- way back did mm-hmm. you, you said your father uh, have they were on a farm mm-hmm. and did he who owned that property we did you did own that property.
1: and the reason why we left that farm because during the depression in 29 and 28 29 30 he got behind in the payment and we lost the, farm. we lost the farm
0: yeah where did your uh, family come from before they were in
1: uh, as far as I know. That's as far as you know. Yeah. Right? They
0: weren't didn't come up from the south, did no,
1: you know? Of? No. Uh, that Whipple. I tell you that Whipple. Uh-huh. Uh, Your middle name. Yeah. It? Well, my grandfather was named John Whipple, and grand. You know, and uh, that's they were.
0: Did they live near you? Yeah. They
1: everybody lived in Mother Mount Vernon.
0: Fathers,
1: parents. Yeah. It, okay. it just originated from Mount Vernon. You right. ever been to Mount Vernon, Missouri? <laughs> no. no. And Where that girl, you know that girl that had in that car accident in Carthage, Missouri, you know she stayed there they pulled that pulled the tube on her, and she stayed there what's that girl's name? She was sick, and they didn't she to pull her life support off of her in notford, Missouri, had that life support on her, kept her alive for so long. Oh yeah. and she was in a car accident in Carthage, Missouri. Um,
0: the other thing I want to ask you about is Fred harvey 's restaurant in Union Station. Um, do I understand that, that blacks were able to eat in that restaurant, or do I have that in my missing form?
1: Well, they were able to eat anywhere the, when I was there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But they had two sections. They had a section over here where the most expensive, then they had a place in the back where it's cheaper. So, unfortunately, People had less money. They back then. So I don't really don't know whether it was segregated or not, but I do know that what we ate, because the food, was cheaper back where we ate mm-hmm. back but then. you could eat there. You could eat there, right? And how
0: about the, the bathroom facilities, John? When you come into St. Louis? When I come,
1: it, it was.
0: It was open. It was open. Mm-hmm. I heard a story, and I think that was maybe thirty years before.
1: Cause I, I got here in forty four.
0: It would have been. It would have been early. Oh, yeah, well,
1: that, that I don't know. Um,
0: can you, can you, um, I guess I'm trying to get a, so you, so you s- decided to, um, uh, to stop, and you were married, and, uh, I, oh, I know, I need to know about the union.
1: The union, the union well, it's, uh,
0: what was the name
1: of it? Uh, Railroad Brotherhood, a uh, Brotherhood or Railroad. Because
0: the other one was uh,
1: Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters. Yeah, Sleeping Car. But this was a railroad? Yeah, railroad. railroad. Mm -hmm.
0: All right, and you said it was in the People's Finance? The People's
1: Finance building on Jefferson Jefferson and uh, Market Uh Town. And the the man with the head of that, of our union, was Frank J. Hayden. Hayden, Reverend Hayden, and he also, he was a chef cook on the dining car. And he um, took over the union for the waiters and the cook, And he also opened up a church called Kenley Temple, you'd be on there now, you know, a real great church, a sanctified church in St. Louis on Kenley Avenue. And he had that. But the most cute, cutest thing about Frank Hayden was, he, he was from Marion, Arkansas, right, you know, Marin and Memphis, right, right there the same, you know, go to the Crump Bridge, go into Memphis. Marion, Arkansas, right before you get to Tennessee. Cause Arkansas, they all run together. So they said, now I really don't know. Frank Hayden, this man I'm telling you about, was plowing corn or cotton there in Maranagan Arkansas. The train stopped. He had to get some water. So Mr. Hayden come over to the train and the and cook, cook back there asked could he get a job on the train?